The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word had handed them down to us, I too have decided after investigating everything accurately anew to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had grown up and went according to his custom, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Sometimes in our modern world, we don't think that we read as much. That's what I always hear about students or kids. They don't read as much as they used to. Actually, they do. They read a lot, just in maybe a different medium sometimes. And we read all sorts of different things throughout the course of our lives, don't we? But we have a different understanding depending on what we're reading. If you're going to read, oh, I don't know, let's say an article about football on ESPN... What are you expecting to hear there? Analysis of football, right? If you read a book of poetry, you expect to hear poetry. If you read a history book, you expect to encounter some sort of history or a novel, right? Some sort of piece of fiction. We have a certain lens depending on what we're reading about how we're going to engage it. When we read the Bible, What do we expect? Well, more than anything, an understanding of who God is and who we are, right? And the Bible, when we read it, both out loud here at the liturgy or on our own, it is about building relationship with the Lord. But even the Bible, you have to understand the different books depending on what the literature is. Is it a poem? Is it a narrative? Is it a history book? Or otherwise, otherwise, sometimes it can seem a little daunting, the Bible. I remember when I was a little kid in faith formation, and they pulled out these Bibles, and I was probably third grade or so, and they said, look in the Bible, and we started looking around. I remember thinking, what is this, right? 
This is too much, right? I don't understand what I'm even reading or looking at. And part of what we are called to this weekend to highlight is the accessibility of the word of God. We see in the readings this weekend, the prophet Ezra standing up and unrolling the scroll and reading from sunrise until midday. Now, this is well before, of course, the printing press and other things. So for the Jewish people to stand up and read the word of God was a high point because they were looking for instruction. And they were there, and after they hear the law, what do they do? They weep because they think to themselves, we're not doing it. We're not quite living up to how we're supposed to. But then Ezra encourages them and says, no, no, rejoice. Right? Because now you are being led and your heart is being formed again anew. That God is with you and we know what we're supposed to strive for. And so go and rejoice and have a party. Right? Celebrate the fact that the word of God is with you. And then we see in the gospel this morning as well that Jesus stands up, unrolls a scroll, proclaims this wonderful prophecy. And then he says, all of the scripture, everything for generations, generations is fulfilled in Jesus, the Word made flesh. Now, this provides us with great comfort because then we know when we encounter the Word of God again and again at Mass or on our own, that we're encountering the Word, not only of Jesus with us, but God's presence in a very particular way with us, guiding us and strengthening us as disciples. Uh, liturgically, just to keep a reminder, because we celebrate Mass regularly and so sometimes might not always think about it, uh, we have two parts of the Mass. The Liturgy of the Word, the first half, that's where we're at right now, and then the Liturgy of the Eucharist. We have the altar for the celebration of the Eucharist. We also have the Ambo, which is an altar for the Word of God, which I just right, enthroned here. I lift up two different things at Mass. The body and blood of Christ, which I'll present to the people, and also the book of the Gospels. I kiss the altar, right, as a sign of the Eucharist we're going to celebrate in Jesus' presence, and I also kiss what else? The book of the Gospels, right? Remembering that the Word of God is with us. Even if you go a little bit further in some Trinitarian theology... The first reading is usually from the Old Testament, highlighting God the Father, Yahweh. The Gospel is about which person of the Trinity? Easy, everybody. Jesus. And then the second reading is usually from the New Testament epistles, the earliest church, right? And the time of the Holy Spirit, reminding us that the Holy Spirit guides us, representing all three persons of the Trinity. It's a wonderful way in which we again hear the Word of God made flesh for us in Jesus. And it leads us to the Eucharist. You see, it's word and action. And that's what we're supposed to be as disciples. We speak the word to one another, and then we also back it up with our actions and who we are. Lastly, a couple pastoral recommendations for encountering again the word of God. First, Uh, to read the Bible regularly on your own. Now, sometimes if you just hop in there and you're in the book of Numbers or something, it's going to get a little thick, okay? 
But what I would encourage you to do right now is that we are in the gospel this year for Mark. You could just read the gospel of Mark, 16 chapters. Right? It's a very focused way to kind of engage the scripture. Also, there's daily readings, as you know, at Mass, to even follow the readings that bring us through the year, as well as a way to keep encountering the Word of God. There's also, as you know, at our parish, various Bible studies where parishioners get together to reflect on the Bible and how the Word of God speaks to us. There's also ways of praying with Scripture, which many of you are familiar with, such as Lexio Divina, which means divine reading. Uh, I pulled from our library... I'm in there quite a bit here in Confessions, so I look in the library. Uh, this is Michael Casey. He's a, a monk down in Australia, and he has written a couple different books. This one's called Sacred Reading on how to pray with Scripture, right? Beautiful reflections. Also, there's others that go uh, into deeper theological studies using Scripture that we can always form ourselves in. I just finished reading this book by N.T. Wright, scripture scholar called God and the Pandemic. And it goes through and looks at Old Testament and New Testament readings and how that applies to our current age. There's also, of course, that opportunity for each one of us as we encounter the word of God again and again to be able to share it with others, to allow others to encounter the word of God. And we do that regularly and specifically here at our parish with our lectors and our musicians who proclaim and sing the word of God. And I, for the end of my homily today, oh, by the way, if you're not hearing from me, read the Bible, right? That's what, that's what you should be getting, right? If you're not quite getting that, the Bible is the word of God made flesh so we know who God is and who we're called to be. So how do I encounter that again and again, right? And read the Bible on a regular basis and pray with it. But also, from the book of blessings, there is a blessing of all lectors and those who proclaim the word of God. And so I invite, uh, at this Mass, anyone who's a lector here in our parish, just to stand where you're at, right in your place. All of our lectors that are in different spots, thank you. Daily Mass, weekend Mass, excellent. And our musicians and cantors who are here this morning as well, if you'd please stand because they proclaim the word of God as we sing and gather together, and just to offer a blessing for them. Because how important is it for us as disciples to hear God's word spoken to us, to strengthen our faith and to bring us closer to Jesus? I invite those lectors who are here to bow your heads, pray for God's blessing, and musicians. Invite the rest of the community as you desire to raise your hands and blessings over them. Everlasting God, when Jesus read in the synagogue at Nazareth, your son proclaimed the good news of salvation, for which he would give up his life. Bless these readers and musicians as they proclaim your words of life. Strengthen their faith that they may read with conviction and boldness and put into practice what they read. And we ask this through Christ our Lord.